Welcome to the Max Bernier Show. Here's the leader of the People's Party of Canada, Maxime Bernier. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Max Bernier Show. Today, I have the pleasure to um, do an interview with Barbara Kay. You may know Barbara. Uh, she was, until recently, a columnist for the National Post, actually, for the last uh, 20 years. And she decided to quit to uh, work with uh, other platforms like the Post Millionaires and uh, Epic Times. So we will have a discussion with her about why uh, she left the National Post and how she uh, see the mainstream media. And so, Barbara, thank you for be, being with us. It's my pleasure, Maxime. Thank you for having me. So I will start by um, asking you, to, you know, about uh, your life. You were with the National Post for almost 20 years. Is it right? That's right. I started writing for them on a regular basis before. In 2003, I became a weekly columnist, but I had been contributing for, uh, well, since 1999, really, uh, you know, several times a year and then a little more frequently. And finally, they asked me to be a regular columnist. And that was uh, the biggest thrill of my life because I was already, you know, in middle age, more than middle age, you might say. So no, no, no. <laughs> it was a surprise. Well, I was, I was what you call an accidental journalist. I, I did not know that that was going to be something that I was going to end up doing. So it was a big thrill and it's been a great adventure. Yeah, so just tell us, uh, you know, about uh, what happened and your decision that you took. I think it was last July, the 24th of July, that you published uh, your last uh, piece from now in the National Post. So uh, I think you had a kind of a build-up uh, and, and you took that decision. Uh, and so what, what was the... Uh, the uh, flames or things that happened that make you uh, take uh, took that decision? I, I would say that uh, the same thing happened at the National Post as has been happening at many other newspapers and that is uh, there's a kind of mood of uh, political correctness you could call it identity politics cancel culture we are hearing these words more and more often uh, where speech uh, and writing is scrutinized and surveilled almost by uh, an activist mentality that is really quite pervasive, uh, not only throughout, it used to be on university campuses, uh, now it's bleeding out into the general society and it's made its way into the newsrooms of the nations and suddenly we're finding that the younger workers at the newspapers see their role not as working for the newspaper per se, but their role is to monitor uh, what the newspaper is printing and to take a very activist position uh, when they feel that on the editorial side, the opinions being expressed don't accord with their position. Um, this, this, of course, strikes me as enormously 
strange because when I grew up, if you worked for a place and you didn't like the product, then you left and went to work for someone that you did like. I mean, you didn't tell your boss how to run his business. Uh, Maybe I'm a little old fashioned, you know. (laughs) But that's the same thing, Barbara, for me in politics. You know, I said to people, you know, we created the People's Party of Canada with strong ideas and for principles, individual freedom, personal responsibility, respect and fairness. And I was saying to people, and I'm saying saying that, if you don't like what we uh, are, are saying and you don't like our platform, you can go and create your own political party. Uh, and you know that's uh, that's my mentality uh, as a politician. I'm fighting for ideas and try to uh, have debates on, on the great ideas uh, for our country. But that being said, did you have a kind of a debate with the uh, younger uh, journalists before uh, taking that decision? Well, no. I I mean I dealt only with my editors. But what started to happen was that I was writing the same kind of stuff that I've been writing all along. And I started noticing, uh, you know, I used to hand in my, my column, say, on a Monday afternoon and, and Tuesday morning it would be online and Wednesday it would be in the newspaper. And that's the way it would be. But now I started to notice there would be a delay of a day two days, three days, and I would ask my editor what's going on. Well, it's being reviewed. Um, I'm waiting to hear back from, you know, the next editor up. And this started to happen on a regular basis. And I said, look, uh, am I saying something that's so outrageous? Well, no, but it's, you know, this, this is a sensitive issue. And this is, anyways, every once in a while, they'd say, I'm sorry, we're not printing what you have, you know, your column. I, I'm sorry, we just are not doing it. We're not printing it. And I was like, um, I, I don't believe that I've said anything that, I mean, I'm, I'm always rational. I, I always present evidence. I always, uh, my tone is usually respectful. I, you know, I, yeah. I don't mind, I don't mind being edited. I don't mind if they say, well, you were too abrasive. Uh, we're going to tone it down. Or, I, I'm very compliant, but it was the topics that were, were very getting, and, and to me, they were very normal topics, uh, free speech on campus, you know, those kinds of, yeah. so finally, the, and gender, as you know, gender is a very big topic. The, the yeah, final, actually, yeah, the final yeah, actually, straw, yeah, sorry, go ahead. The final straw was I had reviewed a book on um, gender dysphoria written by uh, a scientist, who, um, whose views are very common amongst scientists. And uh, I had endorsed her views and she was published by a major publishing house. And they said, I'm sorry, we're not printing it. And I said, well, you know, I just, I, I felt uh, there's nothing wrong with my book review. There's nothing wrong with the book. You're doing this because you're afraid, or in my mind, I said that to myself, you don't want the trans activists to come after you. And I said, if that's the case, the National Posts and I are not on the same page at all anymore because I, I was starting to feel very tense. Like, I, you know, for a writer, you're writing away and then you say, is this, is this going to pass? Is that going to pass? I mean, you can feel it's almost, you have somebody on your shoulder looking over 
and uh, it's not a good feeling because then you can't be creative. You can't, mm -hmm. you know. So I, I, I've, I had felt uncomfortable for quite a while, and uh, you know, it was kind of unequivocal. I realized this was the moment, uh, and the same day I resigned and I sent my announcement. I put it on Facebook, and, yeah. and that was it. And, and, and the funny thing was, and the funny thing was that my editor was very shocked. He didn't, I, well, I, you know what? I had not really discussed it thoroughly because I was a little nervous too. I had thought if I bring it up, maybe they're going to fire me. I don't know. I, I had no sense of, of what was going on there. Yeah. But uh, my understanding is uh, if you want to go back, uh, you'd be welcome. Uh, it's because, you know, I think we need you. Uh, we need you in other on other platforms. But uh, what you did with the National Post, with Rex Murphy, and uh, it's sad that the National Post is going in that direction with the political correctness. And uh, do you think that we are losing that only newspaper that was a little bit more for for uh, free markets and and, and, and individual yeah. freedom and I really want to think that they're going to come back I did have some good conversations with with the president and the executive chairman of the National Post that they both said we hope you will come back I said I would love to I really would I, I left the door open because I I said, if the environment is friendly to me, because I haven't changed, I'm who I am, and I'm not going to change. Um, if the environment is right, and, and both said, that's what we would like to happen. Uh, so I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of discussion. Um, there might be some changes. I think uh, newspapers have to take a very strong stand one way or the other, or you know, uh, John O'Sullivan, who is a great journalist, he made a statement. He said, if an institution does not stand expressly for conservatism, it will inevitably drift to the left. In other words, if you don't make a stand and say, we are conservative, um, then it starts to move left automatically. So. Uh, this is what is happening to almost all the newspapers um, and the only one I can think of that has made it very clear they are not going to let that happen to them is the Wall Street Journal, which I happen to love. I think it's a terrific newspaper um, and their staffers, their employees try to do the same thing uh, to bring pressure on them to change some of their editorial policies. And they put out a note to their readers and they said, that's not happening. I actually did a column on that for the post-millennial. Um, and they said, that is not happening. You don't tell us what to put in editorial. That's our business. So they, and we are going to stand firm. We're in, but if the National Post, they have to, uh, I think first they have to put some money into that newspaper. They've had, they've been on a very strict budget for years and it's getting, it seems almost to be shrinking. The paper has been shrinking. There's fewer pages, fewer people working there. Um, so I'm, I'm going to wait and see. Uh, the, <clears throat> the president said he'd like to talk to me again in the fall. So I'm gonna pray <laughs> that they make the right decisions. Uh, I know it's tough for them.
I, I don't I don't minimize um, the problems they're having, and they're not. You, there's no magic solution to them because when a whole culture is heading one way, it's very hard to kind of put your hands up and yell stop. Like, look at the. I mean, you have had a battle now for years. Um, you, I like what you stand for. And but, I look at the lack of support. I think to myself, um, many people are fed up. They say they're fed up with political correctness. They say uh, that they want free speech. Uh, they say that, that this whole fascination with gender politics and race politics has gotten out of control. But then when it comes time to actually put their political muscle where their mouth is, uh, it doesn't happen. I mean, yeah, our culture is just permeated with it. And you're absolutely right. You know, you need uh, to have courage to express your point of view uh, because um, uh, some media will be against you and, and people. And, you know, that's why I try to uh, fight inside the Conservative Party of Canada for... Uh, a long time and I decided to quit because you know said you know they are more leftist than conservative and uh, we created the people's party based on, on ideas and principles uh, and I think you know that's the the best uh, thing that I did in my political life but it was a tough decision and I can imagine your decision uh, must be as tough as uh, my decision was at that time um, and I hope that um, uh, if we can see you back with the National Post, that would be a good news for, for us who believe in conservatism, in free markets, in freedom, because my interpretation of all that would be that they will stand for what they believe and uh, against their, their employees. Uh, and maybe uh, so we'll see what will happen, but I'm very happy that the door is open uh, between you and them. And in the meantime, we will be able to read uh, your work uh, in a, on other platforms. Thank you, Maxime. That's very good to have your endorsement and uh, those very warm words. I appreciate them very much. And uh, let's hope, let's hope for both of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. And you wrote when you decided to, to leave, you, you said that we are experiencing a dark period for uh, free thought in Canada. And um, I think you're right about that. Um, do you have an example of that uh, in yes, mind? I, yes, I, I think that I've uh, spent a lot of my time, a lot of my uh, writing energy over the last couple of years has been devoted to stories of professors who have lost their jobs or who have been um, mobbed by their students or uh, who, who have not been able to publish uh, uh, their research because people have decided that it's racist or transphobic or whatever. And I can't believe the number of cases. Almost every week, some academic writes to me and tells me that his job is in jeopardy or he had published something and it was taken off like the, 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 the journal they, they, they withdrew it because they got so many complaints or there's petitions against him by students. Uh, 
it's quite astonishing to see these numbers mounting um, or uh, artists, writers who, who can't get their books published. Uh, it's the, the uh, battle against freedom of speech um, is really uh, escalating. And it's because a lot of young people have decided that freedom of speech is not a value that they treasure. They believe it is more important not to offend somebody than to have the freedom to uh, speak your mind. So uh, we are seeing poll numbers go up if you ask young people, what is the greater value? Uh, freedom of speech or um, hurting somebody's feelings, you know, of, of a group, you know, of a collective, they'll say, oh, no, you, you, you mustn't hurt people, uh, you know, that's oppressive or it's uh, words are violence. When did we, when did words become violence? They, they believe this. They believe it is a form of violence to say something uh, and what something you used to dis disagree with is now, has now become hateful hateful speech um and we don't have debates anymore uh you know uh, and i, I was um, i had a discussion with uh, jordan peterson a long time ago and uh, you know uh, everything started a little bit there uh, for me personally you know i was not aware of what happened uh, in the university uh, campuses uh, but uh, what uh, jordan peterson experienced uh, was for me, you know, you can, you must have a debate and the only place where you must have debate, usually it's uh, the university campuses and no, we don't have no that anymore. anymore. No, no, no debating. And because of that, students are not exposed to points of view they disagree with. I mean, 90% of the, of the faculty in any university uh, is generally uh, quite left, quite far left, and their students are not being exposed to other points of view or to debates, even from visiting. They don't want these visiting lecturers or people coming in with opposing points of view, so they cancel them, they deplatform. So you have a whole uh, cohort of students who have never known anything, but it's like a religion. It's like it's like if you weren't allowed to ever visit another church or or to hear from so you think your religion is god's word and and it's very similar uh so if somebody says no i don't believe that that oh my god you're you're an apostate you're you're a heretic you deserve to be punished and and there is that attitude to people they disagree with and barbara how do you see the the future uh, for people like us who believe in free speech and, and more freedom and, and less government uh, with the censorship that is happening on Facebook and the deplatforming on YouTube. Um, we are in an era that is very challenging for us. Um, no, I think I, it is. And I wish I were, I could be more optimistic. I, I don't see it going away. I see it getting worse. Um, and I also notice, uh, I mean, you're still quite young, <laughs> you're, you're in the prime of your life, but uh, <laughs> <Thank I'm>, you. <laughs> you are, but, but my generation were the ones that believed the most in, because we were, we're classic liberals, uh, 
I don't I don't even used to think of myself as a conservative. I was a classic liberal, but a yeah. classic liberal now is basically what a conservative is today. And that was uh, a very huge principle was freedom of speech. But I think my generation, as we get older, we're dying, you know, the, the generation coming up, they are very aggressive, very righteous, very, they think that they're very pure. And the other thing is they don't have really a, a very good grasp of history and they don't really want to know history. They think the world began with them um, and they have the answers and yeah. they're also quite utopian in their thinking. So I don't have a good feeling about, uh, and I think uh, people like you, I admire you for pushing back against, uh, it's a tide, it's like a gigantic tide. Um, and you're rowing against the current, you know, like, in, and you're trying to row out to sea and it's bringing you, you know. So I, I, I am very concerned that things are getting worse, not better. Um, and you have a point there, so that's why we need to be out there and to uh, to speak about what we believe. Uh, people think that uh, an idea that is uh, popular, it's an idea that is uh, just and true. And for me, it's not because an idea is popular that is uh, that that idea will be uh, just and, and true. We need. I think we have the best ideas because we believe in people. We believe in them. We we believe in classical liberalism. And, and conservatism and free markets. Uh, so we must, and, and do, I try to have debates, but the, the challenge for me as a politician is uh, to have a platform. Uh, you know, they don't want to uh, give me no. a, a platform and that's a, a big challenge. Uh, our ideas must be out there. So I'm using YouTube and Twitter, but I don't know the day that I will be deplatformed or uh, it's a little bit scary. Yeah. I mean, it, well, yes, uh, all people have to do is paint you as, uh, oh, you want less immigration, you're a racist. You know, these are very hard uh, insults to throw off because that's the way people argue nowadays. Oh, you yeah. think that? You're a racist. You're, you're a homophobe. You're a this, you're a that. You, and that's their idea of having a debate. You know, it's not a debate. Uh, and after, after saying the word racist or homophobic, yeah. uh, that's the end of the debate for exactly. them. So, but uh, for me, uh, that's only the beginning. And that's why on, on that part, uh, racism, uh, I'm suing uh, Kinsella and I will be in front of the court this, uh, this fall in Ontario uh, when he said that I was a racist and my party was a racist uh, political party. And it's not true and we will win that case. But, uh, you know, we must spend a lot of money to defend who I am and who we are as a society, and it's uh, we are there. Uh, I'm looking for the for a better future, but we have a lot of work to do. You have to get onto the university campuses. You have to speak to young people, and you have to you have to tell them that there are other ways to think. Um, I I think um, I mean. Mm -hmm. Do you think they will allow me? Do you think they will allow me to be on campus? Well, you have to get yourself invited, first of all. So you yeah. have to get some of your young followers. Uh, they have to issue an invitation. And then 
if the administration tries to say, well, I don't think our students would be safe uh, in uh, Monsieur Bernard's presence, so uh, then you have to start a lawsuit. I mean, that's the way, uh, you don't have to start a lawsuit necessarily, but exactly. you have to drum up. And the thing is that even a lot of people that might not vote for you, they still would get very angry if you were not allowed to speak on a university campus. Uh, but that's, that's where I think you have to bring your, your yeah. ideas to young people. Yes, you're absolutely right. And it's something that I'm looking for uh, this fall and with um, the coronavirus and the new restrictions, it may be a little bit uh, more difficult, but we will try. And actually, yes, uh, our goal as a political party is to have uh, uh, people uh, in campuses uh, that uh, want to uh, start uh, a PPC association on their campus. We'll help them to do that and we'll see what will happen. That but would be that's, a good idea. Yeah, that's the future. But, you know, it's not about me, it's about you, Barbara, and I just want to uh, let you know that uh, I hope a day you'll be back on, uh, with the National Post. If not, uh, I want to say for my uh, viewers where they can uh, read your, uh, your, your, your uh, uh, column and your uh, pieces in, the, in which uh, platform if they want to follow you. Well, I, I write pretty well every week for the postmillennial.com. Yeah. They, they have a pretty good readership now. Uh, they get a lot of hits. I think they get 2 million hits a month, which is pretty good. Yeah. And uh, once a month for the Epic Times, uh, which is a very interesting newspaper. If you're interested in China, that's uh, and what's happening with uh, the, the Communist Party of China. Yeah, Yeah, that's the place to go. They have the best, uh, the best reportage. And they're very conservative in every respect. So you can pretty well, uh, that's a great platform for me for uh, my cultural views and, uh, you know, identity views and stuff like that. So I'm very happy at both those places. I, I am not censored at either one. And uh, <clears throat> so. And, and you feel that you have the support of uh, uh, your colleagues. At, oh, yes. And that, that's important, yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Yes. So, <clears throat> So, Barbara, thank you very much, and um, we will uh, follow you, and I want you to know that uh, the work that you're doing, and um, it's very important for our country, it's very important for the future of our country, so I want to thank you very much, and uh, I hope that maybe a day, if you feel so, uh, you'll be back with the National Post. Uh, we need people like you in the mainstream media also. But I understand your, your position and you, it's a question uh, and you want to feel, yeah, you, you want to be supported not only by, by the editorial team and I think what, like you said in the beginning, they must uh, have a stand on what they believe and being firm on that. And if they are like an other newspaper, I think they will be successful, but I'm looking at the National Post right now and that's not the National Post that I was uh, used to read uh, a couple of uh, years ago. A lot of people have written to me. I've, I've had uh, lots of mail and most of it has been really very warm and very positive. And so many of them have said, 
what happened to the National Post? It's not the paper I remember. Like I, I get that over and over again. It makes me very sad when I, when I see that because it's true. It's, and I was so blessed to be there when it was strong and big and beautiful. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah it's a sign of our times, eh? Yeah, yeah, we'll see what would be the future. But thank you very much, uh, Barbara. And um, if uh, uh, you are on Twitter also, uh, under your name? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. At Barbara RK. Okay, so our viewers will be able to follow you. So thank you, have a nice day, and uh, we'll stay in touch. Okay, thanks, Maxime. Good luck. Thanks, Barbara. Thank you. Thank you.